Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everyone, to the Big One Podcast. It's your boy, B-Boy. And with me, next to me, in my heart, oh. is New Guy. Say hey. hi, New Guy. What's up, everyone? Hello. Uh, if you're just if joining only, us... I wasn't uh, you're just not, in your you're heart. Not, you're, you're not doing great. Uh, <laughs> this is like episode, what, like 10 this season? We're doing really good. Yeah. Um, but we're a motorsports podcast, mostly covering NASCAR, but we're, we're going to talk a little Formula E today, talk a little ARCA, which I guess is a NASCAR series, but uh, talk Formula One. We got some upcoming Formula One that we should definitely talk a little bit about. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, follow us at Podcast Big One on Twitter or email us at podcastbigone at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we, we get sponsors. What's our sponsor this week, new guy? Um, you know, a lot of the times we like to joke around with our sponsors, and this week I thought it was really important to recognize a disease that has been, you know, talked about pretty frequently in commercials, which is cardiopulmonary automotive disorder, a.k.a. big rig cardiomyopathy. Uh, I don't know if you've been hearing the commercial where a woman sings, I've got a heart like a truck. And I think it's just important for us to take a moment to uh, pour one out for everyone that suffers from big rig cardiomyopathy. Yeah, this boy over here. I didn't. I never told you this because I've been embarrassed. Mm. But I've got, I've got it. Mm. It's, uh, it sucks. You've got a heart like a truck, b boy. Yeah, my heart gets only like seven miles of the gallon. Oh, perfect. We also do want to give a quick shout out. Uh, Rob and Katie getting married. Hey, boop, boop, boop. congrats. Boop, boop, boop. I got four bottles of Malort, and I can't wait to have a good time. Four bottles of Malort? That's what your truck heart runs on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Too good true. stuff. Let's talk about racing. Let's talk ARCA. Yeah. Uh, did you get to watch? I did. I did. Ooh, this was a... A strange weekend for me where I had very little going on and mm. I just sort of sat around watching racing all weekend and it was really pleasant. Nice. It was a good time. I was kind of the opposite. I was Ooh, out uh, in Arkansas fishing. Nice. Um, so fishing throughout the day. I missed parts of the cup race and the ARCA race, but I caught the end of the ARCA race and almost the entire Xfinity race. Nice. Um, so. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, ARCA race, pretty solid racing. Uh, Frankie Munez up towards the front most of the time. Tucked mm-hmm. in most of the time. That's all we care about. Love to see it. Honestly, that is really, that's really <laughs> all that I care about. Uh, Jesse Love did end up winning. Love to hear it. Love <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Frankie Munez finished ninth. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you know the biggest news out of ARCA, though, this week? Tell me. Frankie Munez is currently leading the points. What? Yes, sir. Oh, that yeah. rules. I, I, so I, I got to watch the end of that race on my phone. So it was very small. It was kind of hard to see, but I saw that he basically, they, they, they split up and got into like two major groups yeah. there towards the end. And he was the leader of the second group and had no chance yeah. basically of winning at that point. And I was like, oh, that sucks. I really wanted to see him lead points. And sure enough, he leads points anyway. Amazing. That rules. Yeah. How awesome. long do you think it's going to be? This is a pre-rapid fire, rapid fire, a.k.a. Mm. a question. How long do you think it's going to be until uh, we see Munez in trucks? Um, At least two seasons, potentially three. Let's let's OK, let's 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 play it out. All right. If he finishes okay. top three, mm-hmm. like literally top three in points this year. There will be some smaller teams that'll that'll you know by name and sponsorship will want him. I don't think he'll go for it. I think he is a the kind of guy that like he does aspire to get higher and higher in in the NASCAR series, but he's an older guy and he also understands that like he needs to earn his way in. Yeah, and I think he would at least wait another year uh, if he is able to have another successful year next year, compete for a championship. Um, yeah, he's moving to truck so. Do you think we're going to see him in Cup ever? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be cool. But, <laughs> yeah, I can see him. Man, I wonder what it would do for, 
I wonder if he's just sort of past the time where he would have a huge influence or like a meaningful influence on the number of people watching. But um, yeah, I think he has like a little bit of an influence, but like not 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 that much, you know. Um, you know, it's it's more of just like a recognizable thing. Like I was able to tell the folks I was fishing with that don't watch NASCAR or anything. I was like, yeah, this is ARCA. This is like the minor, minor leagues kind of thing. Um, and uh, Frankie Muniz races in it. And actually, he's uh, he's pretty good. At least, yeah. you know, three or three races in. So. It's like a strong fun fact. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's kind of um, like saying Pitbull owns a team or Michael Jordan yeah. owns a team. <laughs> Those maybe are more recognizable, but same same kind of thing. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> cool people like this sport, new guy. Uh-huh. Besides you, I mean. Yeah, I I'll never believe you on that. Try to convince me as much <laughs> as you want. Um, we did not have truck racing at Talladega this week, but we did have Xfinity. Uh, you mm-hmm. said you got to watch that race. I did. I got to watch most of that. Mm-hmm. Um, felt like the racing action was really good, amped up most of the time. Um, Justin Allgaier gets to win stage one. Stage two goes to Jeb Burton. Um. In, in stage two, there was a really, really big crash. Um, two, two big hits, actually. I know we're only, we only have one in our notes, but there were two big hits, and I am already forgetting the name of who went down and tagged the inside wall, but they tagged the, Ooh, like, yeah. what they call, like, the entry gate, you know? Like, where it's not an actual gate. It's yeah, where the wall rough. juts back towards the track so the, the safety cars can get out. He hit that right at the edge, um, and you could see the safer barrier on there. Thank God there's a safer barrier on there. Really give in. Yeah. Uh, just a terrible place and angle to hit the hit a, hit a wall. Period, um, and then at the same time, Blaine Perkins gets spun back up the track, and just the way he got hit, um, like this is something that I think is very important to say about these wrecks, especially at the Talladega, is guys do go over, they flip over, but NASCAR does deploy pretty good technologies to keep the cars on the ground, but it can't it's it can't be perfect, right? Yeah. In this case, Blaine kind of gets sideways gets tagged in the right like wheel well and that already lifting up the left side of the car once that's happening and you're sliding down the track at 150 140 miles an hour air's gonna get underneath it it's gonna flip over there's no way to bring it back down and that's essentially what happens it sucks that like sometimes you flip once and the car straightens out or spins you know sideways and is able to kind of stop flipping his case he just barrel rolled the whole way down the back stretch um pretty pretty tough each time you hit the you know the ground it's another angled hurt for the driver um he looked a little shaken up getting out of there i saw a post that said he's doing okay um it definitely did seem though more serious than the that truck incident that we had just a couple weeks ago um i don't i I have no clue if this guy's racing have you looked it up uh i've not seen if he's racing i know that he got discharged from the hospital at least and yes okay that's what i saw as well yeah um, man, that was a mess of a race, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeb Burton ends up winning it, but the final car tally, the final car like count of cars left running, nineteen out of 19. a starting field of thirty-eight. Yeesh, boy, oh boy, half yeah. the cars. You start that race, flip a coin to decide whether or not you'll finish it. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's that's literally could not finish, almost like all of the other cars had something going on with them. But the one that looked pretty clean because it ended up in victory lane was Jeb Burton. Jeb Burton wins the final stage and takes the win. Pretty cool. He's like he's got two Xfinity wins. Um and both have come at Talladega. So, you know, it pays off for him. Mm-hmm. Uh he's a guy that's kind of had like a kind of weird career. He might be equally as talented as his cousin Harrison. But like, just doesn't have the, the 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 sponsorship draw that Harrison does. It's the same thing that happened to their dads with a Jeff and Ward Burton. Um, Ward being a little bit more of a Southern Virginia guy that lives on a you know like a, a ton of land and like picks up snakes with his bare hands, and Yeehaw. Jeff being the mayor as his nickname. Um, mm-hmm. So very very different uh, personalities that kind of lead them down different paths, but. I love to see Jeb Burton get a win there. That's awesome. Good old Jebediah at it again. <laughs> love to see it. Love to see it. Should we talk Cup? Let's talk Cup. Let's keep moving around. Um, cup stage one winner was Chase Elliott. Uh, just second week back and gets a gets a stage win. That's nice. pretty cool. Stage well done, two Chase. winner was Eric Almarola. Almost Chase again. 
I think Chase finished second in that stage, or mm-hmm. maybe he was third, but he was he was right up there. I think he led on the back stretch of that final lap, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then race winner, another look what I found win mm-hmm. for Kyle mm-hmm. Busch. Good old Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. I'm glad mm-hmm. I've uh, gotten to like meet him briefly in real life. It makes him yeah. winning sweeter. Yeah, I've always liked. I feel like I like him mm-hmm. as a person when he's not being a butt. You know? Yeah, certainly. Like you know, yeah. he just tries to give you reasons not to like him, essentially. Mm-hmm. But if you ignore those, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that, what did you think of the racing? Well, yeah, uh, the, the racing I thought was fine. Um, again, I missed the very beginning, so I don't know how the very beginning was. I basically caught the end of the first stage from then on. Um, I thought the racing was fine, but I think the biggest problem that I noticed was, like, guys were running around in the pack and just, like, partial throttling it the whole time because they had to, you know? Mm. Like, they needed to set themselves up in such a way that their pit stops were faster, and the only way to make your pit stop faster is to save fuel and put less fuel in it. And that sucks. (laughs) Like, that just sucks at Talladega, you know? Like, like, you want guys to be really pushing and going for it. That said, I mean, not really that many big incidents until we get to the very, very end. Um, yeah. It feels like that seems to be the kind of thing that we get a lot more here. Um, it, I did also notice that guys seemed a bit more relaxed, maybe is the best way to put it. But, like, they seem more resolved to the fact that these cars, you can't jump out to the third line and have two cars jump to the front all of a sudden. Like, you have to basically stay in line. Three lines can work for a little while. But basically, guys have to push, and you have to stay in line, and you have to push. And you can jump down, but just know that outside line that you were just in, you just destroyed it. It's done. Um, and so, like, guys seem to understand that a lot better and just kind of worked together and stayed in their lines for a lot longer, um, which I thought was it, – it's it's fine. It looks nice, but it's not, like, as entertaining as the big runs. Yeah, no? certainly. What did you see? Um, Yeah, it was uh, it was very clean – Overall, for the most part, it felt like the classic sort of you see a bunch of wrecks earlier on the weekend and then everyone is reminded maybe we should drive safe, Um, which I'm curious how true that stereotype is that if you see a bunch of wrecks in Xfinity, you're going to see calm racing and cup and uh, I I think that tends to seem to be how it is like you kind of get amped up by one. Or you see a, a subpar, satis- like a unsatisfying Saturday product, and the Sunday guys feel like they have to put on a bit more of a show. Um, but there also might just rigged. be like a cor- yeah. an anti-correlation in the way the cars work right now. Yeah, like Xfinity was much better for Talladega, and yeah. you know it's been better yeah. for a lot of the tracks. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, it was uh, like you're saying, sort of nothing too exciting going on. Just clean racing for the most part, and. Uh, People just hanging out in packs, taking mm-hmm. their time, and really playing the uh, the strategy. Yeah, in the race. You know who didn't hang out in a pack was Ross Chastain there on that. That was that was the first green white checkered, right? Or was that mm-hmm. the caution with just a bunch of laps left? Yeah. And he he makes that shot to the inside of Gregson, which I'm actually I'm before I give my opinion, I'm curious what your thoughts are on his uh, his move there. Um. I mean, I didn't like. Uh, I didn't think Ch- Chastain did anything too bad. Like, yeah, I think you Agreed. just gotta, you gotta try to make something happen if you're mm-hmm. getting towards the end of the race at Talladega. Like, yeah. if you just sit around, you're not gonna win. Well, I, I think like the way the 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 way it should work and the way it currently works with the way these cars are set up, you stay in line, you stay in line, you stay in line you try and push the guy in front of you to make a choice in getting out of your way. Like, yeah. like it's, it's, you know, you, you get a guy where you push him into the corner, he gets a little squirrely and he washes up the track. You got to jump inside. Mm-hmm. You got to wash him out of the whole pack right then and there. And the guy that just got hung out on the outside can't let that happen. Otherwise his race is over, you know? Um, and that's, that's just the way that it, that it happens. And that's why we get those wrecks. Like there's, there's no way for either guy to give in that scenario. Um, and then we saw, you know, what happened with the big blocks uh, between 
uh, Bubba and Blaney Boy, and yeah. how that ended up ending the race in mm-hmm. the most heartbreaking fashion, I think, for, for, for oh. this podcast specifically. Our sweet, um, sweeties. Yeah. I hate I, – I actually hated that one more because, like, at least the Ross move was, like, I'm going to make a move to become the leader of this line. Yeah. Whereas this was, like, they're going for a win, but they're not really because they're just coming out of turn two. They have – Three like a two thirds to three quarters of that track left it to felt go. Desperate. It felt really desperate for really early. Yeah. Um, like like to me the way the way that I think about this is like you have this moment where if you're in turn one and turn two in the final lap, the way it currently works, as a leader, force the guy to go to your outside. If it's gonna happen, let him go outside, but keep him close. He's gonna want to side draft. He's gonna want to stay low. Keep him close because the guys behind you on the inside, they're not going to get off that yellow line. And if you can box them in where they can't jump outside, they can't get around you, they can't hang you out to dry on the bottom, they're going to push you. They have no other choice. Yeah. And so I think that's what Bubba should have done. He should have been like, look, Blaney, have the outside. If you get by me and get back in front of me, I'll make a move on you when we get off turn four. Let's go for it. You know? Yeah. And he should have done that, and he messed up. So. Yeah, you know, I think like Tony Stewart was saying that both of them made the choice that they had to make. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I disagree because the choice that I guess in some ways, you know, it could be chalked up to bad driving by Bubba and not realizing how far up Blaney was on him. But he's also Mm got to know that, like, Blaney is not going to lift there. And Bubba's made multiple blocks already, which honestly, like, I'm fine with, generally speaking, at Super yeah. Speedways. But I'm I'm fine with that as a thing to do. But if you wreck yourself doing that, like, there's yeah, no no sympathy for that. And you know, you you like you were saying, that was pretty early on. Yeah, on the backstretch, and they had enough time, especially with the finish line of Talladega not being in the trioval, with it being past yeah, exactly. the trioval. You got a lot got of space, so much track left. You can make a move going into the trioval and win that yeah. race, yeah, or even sometimes coming out of it, depending yeah. on the, the run that you get. But the the last thing I'll say is like, first off, Bubba is really good at super speedways. Mm-hmm. Bubba and Blaney really fucking good at super speedways. They're always there. If they're not yeah. wrecked, they're there, yeah. and that's what we like to see. Bubba has learned a lot, making a lot of mistakes up near the front, but he's not made this mistake yet. And this might have been the the, the like clearest day, veteran driver learning mistake, uh, like 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 learning lesson that he yeah. could have gotten in that moment. And I just hope he learns from it. Like I hope yeah. he thinks back and he goes, patience, man. Like it's it's so hard in today's NASCAR more than ever because a win gets you in the playoffs. And for Bubba. He has to make the playoffs this year. Like, the, the the pressure is as high as it's ever been for him in his career to make the playoffs. His teammate's already in, you know? And so, he's got to do everything he can to make it in. And in that final lap, that's all he can think about in turn one. Instead, he has to push that to the back of his mind. He has to start thinking about it in turn three, turn four, and be like, look, when I have to make my winning move is there. Here is just defending my position and staying here, staying up close where I can make a strike. For sure. You know? And uh, and Denny Hamlin, killer at this. When he won mm-hmm. the Daytona 500 that we were at, the one with Ryan Blaney and Ryan Newman, he lost the lead. He gave up the lead, essentially, by not making a block. And he stayed in that position and said, I'll get him back. And sure enough, what happened? He got them back before he got to the line. That's that's the veteran move. That's what yeah. you can recognize. That's how you know you're really, yeah. really, really good at these racetracks. You know... Like Bubba, like you were saying, Bubba and Blaney are so consistently up front at these races. Mm-hmm. And I think that Bubba especially really struggles to finish these races well. Yeah. Like he struggles to, well, or rather he doesn't struggle to finish them well. He struggles to close them out. He struggles to close out the win. Yeah. I think Blaney struggles with that a lot at a lot of tracks. Uh, but I think that I think that especially on super speedways, like Bubba is so close so often. And yeah, I really hope that he is able to take these lessons and learn how to close out because I think that he's just gonna if he can crack the code, you know, mm-hmm. if, if he can if he can uh, break the seal as it were, 
I mean, he's just going to be a monster at these yeah. tracks. He's already such a threat at these tracks, and he's going to oh, yeah. become like a consistent winner at Super Speedway. When he's set up with the right team to, to be effective yeah. at these tracks every time, right? So the, the last thing I'll say on this is like moves like that, he broke the IndyCar F1 rule, right? You only get to make one block. Um, moves like that are fine in the trial hole. Had Blaney shot to his outside, they're good buddies, right? And I and I and yeah. I think I saw somewhere where Bubba did apologize to him and say, like, that was my fault. And Blaney's yeah. like, I yeah. still got second place, so like, you know. <laughs> um, but <laughs> if it had been the trioval and Bubba's maybe a little smarter there and he lets Blaney get to his outside, wall him. You can wall him for a win. For sure. Blaney's done it at Talladega. Yeah. You know, like that is acceptable in that position. Absolutely. But turn one and turn two, mm-mm, just got to let no. it go. Yeah. Yeah, this was a, a desperate move, and there are more veteran moves that could be made, I think. Yep. And, you know, I, I really hope that Bubba gets into the playoffs because I want to see him become an absolute monster at these super speedways, even more so than he is. Ooh, baby. I, I mean, now that you put that idea of Bubba walling Blaney into my head, I'm, I mean, <laughs> and I'm a Blaney fan, but I'm fucking I know, right? for it. That would be but, but awesome. But if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. Yeah, I would, I, I the other like way around, it's fine. would get on you know? his car and be like, dude, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's gotta. If it's gotta happen, it's gotta happen. You know, yeah. I, I we're gonna get to our smart and heart picks here in a second. So there was there was more reason for me to be heartbroken. But this is so, to me just my personal take on this was so similar to going to Bristol Dirt last year and watching my driver go for his first win and get wrecked and Kyle Busch to win because both instances this this year uh, watching Talladega, I was with my dad and I was like, motherfucker! Not only did my drivers not win his driver just lucks into a fucking win. <laughs> you know the right. guy that's the you know winningest driver in nascar uh full series history so yeah uh, ugh, whatever rough um, rough rough shall yeah. we uh move along i think we should i think we should uh, before we jump into kind of nascar storylines i did want to say one thing really quickly this was actually who I was thinking would be a good sponsor was um, Mark Martin Ford um, in Arkansas. It's a, a, a bit outside of Batesville. Um, got to drive through there. Been I, we we fish in north north central Arkansas, and that's not that far from Batesville. Maybe forty five minutes. And I'd never been there before. Never knew that there was a big you know uh, kind of NAS like uh, Mark Martin's NASCAR history type of museum thing there. But it's really fucking cool, man. Um, like I've seen some of these other ones at like Kyle Busch Motorsports. Kyle Busch has like f- five trophy rooms because he has so many trophies. Mark Martin, man, very accomplished driver. And you just get there and just get to see someone who did it like the right way. Never got a championship, but is a it was a first round Hall of Famer. I mean, he was a Hall of Famer right when they started the Hall of Fame. Essentially, um, like it was just it was cool and it was special because my dad got to come and be there when I was there and like. He had never seen it either, and that was his favorite driver growing up. So I thought that was just the fucking coolest thing yeah. um, of the week. So Very cool. Very cool. If you're in cool. Batesville, go check um, it out. Frigging uh, Bowman got injured. These Ugh. Hendrick drivers Jeez. cannot stay healthy. Yeah. I, I like In one way, I'm like, well, at least he got hurt racing, but I'm also like, man, I, I don't want to see anyone get hurt racing because like, I like you know, the Kyle Larson's and Christopher Bell's yeah. that get to go out and do these things. And, and Trace, Chase Briscoe hurt his hand recently, right? Like, the more they get hurt doing the racing, the more they're going to take that away. Um, and, and the more, yeah. like, like uh, you know, team owners will think, uh, think, think again about letting these guys go out there and do it. It sucked. I, did you see the wreck that he got no. hurt in? It, it, you know, nope. it's one of those sprint car, you know, winged wrecks r- where the, it's just a bunch of flips, right? Like, it just yeah. – it's it's pretty bad. But what sucks about it was, like, it wasn't Bowman making a mistake. It was another driver turning down on him mm. and then flipping them both. Like, I I don't know why it feels better to me when the cup guy is the guy that, like, makes a mistake. But it, it does because that guy's got more to lose, you know? Yeah. And to yeah, be caught up in sure. someone else's shit and then be hurt, it just I feel like it just sucks so much more. So Yeah, that is uh very unfortunate. Josh Berry is going to be taking his place. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, Josh Berry is almost a full time Hendrick driver. 
I mean, he basically is. Junior, junior motorsports drivers are basically Hendrick drivers uh, or Hendrick drivers waiting in the wings. They always have been. I mean, um, look at how many of the, the folks that are currently driving there and have driven there um, came from the the Hendrick Junior Motorsports partnership uh, through Xfinity and won championships there, honestly, too. So, um, yeah, it just makes sense. Josh Berry, I mean, keep making the most of these opportunities. He had that second at Richmond, right? Yeah. Um, he's got, what, at least three races here. Maybe two top tens out of that, and he'll have a cup ride. Yeah. Asking, asking about absolutely. Him, you know? I mean, you know, the Bubba proved himself. Uh, yeah, and who was an injury? Injured? Eric Almarola in a yeah, back yeah, injury. Yeah. yeah, Danica slammed into him with a Wonder Woman car. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I know so much about that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's unfortunate when people get injured. Uh, but if you're the driver who comes in, you got to make the most Open of that stores. opportunity. And Josh Berry really is. Yep, for sure. We'll see. We'll see how he does. Um, good racetracks for Hendrick coming up too, so that that that, that plays in his favor a little bit. Yeah. Um, some NASCAR 75 drivers announced. We're going to keep announcing these, obviously, week after week. Um, we're not consistent because we keep recording on different nights as to how many we'll announce. But we had three last week. We have a full slate. What do we have? six this week so we had denny hamlin was announced late last week um chase elliott also late last week carl edwards the back flipping man himself ron hornaday jr (laughs) jeff burton the mayor and then dale jr so the nbc counterparts come in late this week Hmm. yeah not not a surprising name on that list yeah yeah um everyone there again Casey Gaines, my measuring measuring stick, yeah. and all of those guys are yeah, hundred percent makes sense. They're all almost all of them are Hall of Famers, um, or actually all of them basically are Hall of Famers. So that makes sense. Very nice. Um, let's see. There's a Victoria's Secret sponsorship coming in here. Oh yeah, Tony Bridinger is going to be able to race a her number one truck uh, with Victoria's Secret on the car on the truck. Wow. Uh, ah, cool. Know. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like when we get big corporate sponsors. Yeah. I don't know that this is more than than just like a single race sponsorship, but I like it because it's a signal to other stores and stuff that like that's what like this is a viable sponsorship opportunity. And like yeah. I, I got MBA on in the background here. That's what I'm kind of looking at. But it, in today's world. The NBA is putting sponsorships on jerseys, tiny little print sponsorships. Mm-hmm. That is a microcosm of like how many different ways you can sponsor. You can sponsor arenas. You can sponsor commercials. You can sponsor the white flag at a NASCAR race. There's so many places to put your dollars that when a big corporation and a big company puts it on a car, that's encouraging and yeah. that's good. Especially when it's a like company you would not expect to be sponsored yeah NASCAR. that's true and too Victoria's yeah, Secret not, is not. pretty far from that so I mean yeah. yeah you know it uh I think that that's a healthy sign for the sport yeah for sure um speaking about healthy signs for the sport Pitbull's next record is named Trackhouse. amazing that's good name just like uh, I can't tell it all feels like a joke uh and I, I dig it <laughs> yeah yeah i i saw someone had posted a performance of his which wasn't recent it was it was from i guess his last tour but he performs some song where all of in the background it's all nascar clips that's the whole nice. background Love and it. it was you know the 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 win at coda or not coda where did they win um forget forget where they had their first win with with chastain and was it uh, the chastain no, and talladega I forget. Yeah, I forget. Sonoma was no, uh, the Son- Sonoma was uh, uh, Suarez. Yeah, um, but they showed that too, and the the the, the you know the taco, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, pinata, and the the watermelon smashing, and I was like, that's cool. You know, yeah. I'm not a pitbull fan. I'm actually the opposite of a pitbull fan, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, very out- outwardly so. Uh-huh. Um, but this stuff makes me a pitbull fan. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like, like when he uh, pushes forward a sport that I like. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Um, did you watch this Formula E race? You know what? I did not. I forgot. We said that there was a Formula E race, and then I just forgot to watch it. But uh, go ahead and spoil it for me. It's cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'll probably have it on tonight. Um. Well, I mean, I don't remember the uh, final standings. Uh, 
so I don't have any um, spoilers necessarily for you, but good race. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that there was a yellow flag partway through. I find it interesting whenever there are yellow flags. I think they did like additional laps for some reason as well. Mm. I don't know exactly what the rules are with Formula E, but like when they have those yellow flags, it really makes the battery management so much more interesting. Mm. And when they like, yeah, screw around with the actual um, with the actual number of laps taken at full speed, it really it really makes the level of driver skill to manage the battery that much more apparent. Yeah, I think yeah. that is a really cool factor that exists in Formula E. I think it is for sure. I, I think it's. I think it's always been like one of the more interesting things about Formula E for me. Yeah. Um, which do you know which race you watched? Was it uh, the, the first second one? Second? I believe second one. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check them out. The um, uh, announcer also said, in the most American voice I've ever heard, Alviter Zane <laughs> from Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. That's what I would do when I when I was in Germany. I would I, I would drop some uh, some, some English German pronunciations. Dude, I love German people doing uh, bad exaggerated American accents. The way oh, that they good. pronounce their R's is mm-hmm. ugh, amazing, amazing. Um. Anyway, Alviterzain Berlin, and let's move on to the next race. We're gonna be before in Dover. before we oh, get to please, that. Please. I want to psych up F one. Because this weekend oh, yeah. we are at. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Baku. Yes, there you go. Very excited. Yes, very exciting. Um, have no clue. I did not look up when the schedule for that race is, but it's Sunday at some time. And don't we do a sprint too on Saturday? Yeah, dude. It is. Uh, have you seen the changes they've made to the schedule? No. What? What? Happened? Okay. So there's only one practice now. We've got on Friday practice for for like the rest of the races or just this weekend just this weekend oh okay uh so on friday we've got practice and then we've got qualifying for the race and then the sprint race is completely detached from the actual race itself like previous sprint races would determine grid starting grid position for the Mm -hmm. race on sunday now sprint race is just a second race totally separate from everything else Mm, okay which i i like that yeah i think that makes sense yeah i think that's how i assumed it originally worked like when i first heard of a sprint concept i assumed that's how it was going to work um and then found out that that wasn't true at all um but uh i think i like that better to be honest yeah i think that it makes more sense for it's well maybe i like it better because it's closer Uh, to the nascar style right like daytona yeah there's you know there's interesting things around uh reliability of the engines um Mm -hmm. there are i don't know but one of the one of the plus sides of this that i heard that should help benefit smaller teams is that it means that like the really top tier teams i mean every team is going to have less data from practice Mm -hmm. from which they can dial in their setups so i don't know that's always chaos hopefully we'll see yeah. Looking forward to yeah. it, though. Baku always uh, results in insanity. It's got mm-hmm. two main sections to it, uh, one of which is pretty much the longest straight in all of F1, and then the yeah. other is an Mild extremely curving. technical section where mm-hmm. you regularly see crashes. So fully expect safety car, uh, fully expect some insanity. And uh, I'm going to be out of town, but it should be a great race. I'll hold it down. I'll hold it down for you. Love it. Cool. Let's talk uh, NASCAR. Where are we heading this weekend? Ooh, good idea. Uh, we're going to Dover. Ooh. Um, I like I like Dover. Yeah. <laughs> Fast, concrete, track. big, big. Uh, what is one mile track? Um, really, really uh, uh, high banking in the mm-hmm. corners. Um, I say concrete already. Concrete. Um, yeah. They talk about it, you know, Monster Mile. They got uh, Miles the Monster right out front, you know, holding the car. It's it's quite quite a sight. Um, I I don't I actually can't remember if I've ever been to a race there. I want to say I have, um, but I can't remember. It would have been when I was a kid. Yeah, um, I have not. But it's it's a it's a weird area because it's like the area of town that it's in is almost like 
it's like where there's a mall and there's like an AMC theater there. In fact, I was at that AMC theater about a year ago around this time. Um, and then there's a casino like attached to the, to the, the track, uh, which is true of a couple tracks in NASCAR, but, um, it's just kind of a weird space, uh, that they have there. Um, but yeah, uh, good racing. That's the most important part. Yeah. We love to see it. going to be interesting to see how the, uh, cup, short track package does at this track true Ooh, we uh, fast track dude fast track and yeah. low downforce adds for like maybe some drama like that's what we got at richmond right that's why yeah. richmond was better yeah nice Let's okay have some fun. interesting uh no truck this weekend but we do have arca on friday at 5 30 p.m the general tire 125 uh we've got xfinity with the a game 200 at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday. Nice. And at 3 p.m. on Sunday, we have Cup with the Worth 400. Mm. Nice. Who are, uh, I don't know what those last two sponsors are. I don't know what A-game is or Worth. But no. I've seen worth has worth. an umlaut over it as well. So it, it does. Be it worth. does. Maybe it's, it j- I just assume trucking. Almost always, I just assume it's trucking. Yeah. Some oh, I think that A-game is a uh, hydration thing for like when you're hungover oh oh okay i use uh well I, you know this the uh what do they call them liquid, liquid ivs yeah liquid IV. i need to get some of those for this week stuff's good stuff's real good um, um who won who won previously here but yeah some previous winners uh chase elliott alex bowman r.i.p well not really r.i.p r.i.p is back um harvick hamlin and larson so a lot of a lot of different winners. I don't know if how you pulled this if this was just like the last five, but that's pretty cool to have five different winners. Yeah. Yeah. That is the last five. Uh nice. and the sixth I think was Truex. So we've oh, had okay. six so different winners in six races. Wow, uh, nice. A lot yeah. of a lot of disparity. I you know, um, we always go right from this right into our smart and heart picks. Uh and I think that's more important before I start breaking down who I think might be good here. Mm. Uh so you want to jump right into that? Yeah, I guess so. all right well let me uh let me do a rundown a quick rundown of our smart and heart picks Uh, the way this works folks if you've not listened before smart pick means you have to pick someone in the top 10 in points at during that week and then a heart pick can be anyone else outside of the top 10 actually smart pick i guess you could pick anyone outside the top 10 as you if you want but heart has to be outside the top 10 uh meaning you pick kind of an underdog and an overdog as it were well b-boy strikes again this week i had picked uh Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace hmm. had that great one-two going uh, yet again. I think I've had that happen three of the last four weeks, and then one of the two wrecks or something. Oh, poor thing. Um, so I get a second place out of Blaney, and I get a 28th ugh, out of Bubba. But it means my average of 15, which was still the best average of the week. Wow. New guy, you had Ross Chastain, who finished 23rd, and Ricky Stenhouse, who finished 15th. Pretty Ricky, at least got you some points there. You end up yeah. They're both doing okay earlier in the race, and then mm-hmm. one thing leads to another. It does. It always does. Well, uh, we talked about Ross making that move. Kind of, kind of hurt you a little bit. Yeah. Um, Baby G picking from Spain still had a uh, Kevin Harvick for a twenty-first place finish, and, and interestingly enough, he picked Austin Sindrick, who ends up finishing twenty-six. So his average is twenty-three point five. Um, this was only the second time in our 10 weeks in which someone has picked both the best and the worst and still came out with the best average finish. Um, and that was all me. Um, so, uh, overall though, my average went up. Looks like your average went up. Everyone's average went up. Talladega, hard pick, hard pick. Um, but the standings are as follows, um, in third place and picking first this week, new guy with an average of 17.5. Uh, five five, sorry. Um, in second place, Baby G, who actually picks last this week, um, because he's in Spain, he's got a fourteen point four, and in first place, B boy with an average of thirteen point oh five. Man, these averages are so high. Let's get better. Let's get better, babe. Uh, new guy. No, Let's see what you got. I will not. Um, <laughs> yikes! 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 I'm gonna say for this race. Hmm, I'm going to pick – yikes, yikes, yikes. I'm going to pick Kyle Larson. Yeah. that's. I, I think that's just the most solid pick. It just makes the most sense. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go. Man. I feel like Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Tyler Reddick and, and I'm gonna say the other person's name because this won't come out before Baby G gets to make his picks and so it won't matter. But Christopher Bell, man. It's, I, he's mm. so sneakily good at so many tracks. Yeah. And I have no reason to believe that he'll win. But, like, by not picking him, I bet he will. Oh, undoubtedly. So, yeah. So, undoubtedly. Uh, well, who you got? Who's your heart pick? Um, This is going to shock anyone who's been a longtime listener. <laughs> Joey Joseph Mann Logano. Ooh, that's a, that's a good pick. Just outside the top ten, kind of floated right into that position mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. But it was the wrong pick because how could you bet against Willie B at a fast track like this? Willie yeah. B will be my, my pick. It for seemed this one. like it was between him and uh, Joseph for me, but I've, I've chosen Willie B quite a few times and it's not worked out great for me. And I know that's not how statistics and stuff works, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, your worst, your worst pick driver is Daniel Suarez with an average finish of 29th. Right. Um, Baby G's worst pick though is Joey Logano. He picked him once and he finished dead last. So, yeah, I mean, the twenty four has finished thirty second, thirteenth, and twenty third. Oh, I see. Me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's in, yeah. He's not been. Uh, for you. Been not been having good luck with when I've been picking him. All right. Well, hope uh, hope Joey at least does well for you this week. You're gonna need it, and we'll see Boy, what Baby G's picks are. And we'll put it They're out. both gonna get first. Yes, for sure. <laughs> two two negative fives. Yeah, as as they're going to finish so close that they can't figure <laughs> out who was in front. It's going to be awesome. That would be great. All right. Uh, cool. Well, um, yeah, The my my biggest thing, what I was thinking about while we were, before we got to the smart and hard picks, was just like Hendrick and Toyotas. Uh, I don't have a reason to believe Fords will be that good here, but the, I expect a lot of the Chevys to be good. And specifically, uh, uh, the, all, all of the Toyotas to to be right up front. So, I think they what, need to bring back uh, Travis Pastrana. I'd love it. I think it would be cool. Wow. Um, cool. Should we hop on into rapid fire? <laughs> that was a slow draw into rapid fire. But let's get it started. Um, I have no questions this week. It's all and you. Fortunately, I have two. Only one of which is related to racing. Let's start off with the other one first. What are your top camping tips? I'm going camping, going to a camping wedding. Mm. What are your top camping tips? Uh, Let's talk real quick. I need a couple more details. Are you like tent camping? No, I'm not. But other people are. How are you? Oh, you're. Oh, I know how you're sleeping in my car. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't have to say it, but um, it's a cool it's a it's a cool way of doing it is what he's doing. Um, my biggest Technology. camping tips are to have a hammock. Um, it's okay. nice to have a seat, obviously, and and uh, and you know have a little pop up chair. But do you want to be that guy that's just that much cooler than everyone else? Mm. Own a hammock. Um, they only cost like fifteen or twenty bucks on Amazon. Just go get one. Um, that's my camping tip number one. Camping tip number two is bring your own toilet paper doesn't matter if you're going to have Top like tier. vault toilets or what kind of toilets you might be able to use yeah. or no toilets at all, in which case leaves hurt. Um, bring your own toilet paper. That's advice for everyone in life. You know? mm-hmm. I uh, have for a long time just kept a spare roll of toilet paper in my car. And I think that in general, you know, Douglas Adams talked about how you should have a towel around. Mm-hmm. You should have Always a roll bring of toilet a towel. paper as well. Yes, agreed. Yeah. yeah, that's actually what I thought. Team Great Minds here. As soon as I said, "Always bring," uh, my brain went a towel. Mm. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. For those mm-hmm. that don't know, one mm. of the best books ever written. Um, good stuff. Very true. Um, all right, let's move on to the racing-related question. Do you buy these rumors that Fernando Alonso is dating Taylor Swift? Um, so they've been debunked already. Mm. But I do find it funny that Fernando Alonso has been, like, playing the bit. Yeah. Um, he's posted, like, Instagram stories or something with the White Taylor it. Swift songs playing in the background. Um, he had a reporter ask him about the rumors, and he uh. said, I knew you were trouble, um, which I which is one of her songs. Uh, it was good stuff. Um, yeah. But, no, uh, he's not. Um, and also, I, I would have found it 
just my little Taylor Swift tidbit here is like I would have found it interesting that her last long relationship just broke up because she's touring and gone and you know he doesn't like the limelight for her to go from that into a relationship with a person who travels the world all the time that she would never see (laughs) it would have just been uh, (laughs) self-sabotage in a way Um, but you never know you know celebrity couples can be weird I think Um, they're double faking us out Maybe. That would be great, honestly. I would love to see it. I would love to see my two worlds collide in this this meaningful way. Um, Even better, though. Let me pitch something to you. Okay. Blaney and Taylor Swift. Whoa. No no disrespect to Taylor's, not Taylor's, uh, for Blaney's girlfriend, who I'm sure listens to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, But you want to see worlds collide for me. That would be something special. What a treat. Yeah, that'd be great. What a treat. Mm. A guy can Takes carpool karaoke to a, a new height. If we don't get invited to that wedding, I will be furious after all Ooh. that we've done for Ryan Blaney. Speaking of of speaking things into fruition, guess what? I was listening to Denny Hamlin's podcast this okay. week, and you know what the question was or what, what, what came up was what can NASCAR do to amp up the ratings and the excitement in the middle months of the regular season? Invite me to... Ryan Blaney's wedding. Yes, you're great. <laughs> yes, that would help. Um, but no, they uh, what they what Denny brought up was a bracket challenge, which I think was one of our ideas just a couple weeks ago. Denny, um, we know you're listening. Confirmed listens and steals ideas. Get on this podcast. Yeah. Stop stealing. You know? Actually, keep stealing our ideas, but also get on our podcast. Bud. Yeah, give us Come on. Yeah, give us that clout. We don't yeah. actually want it. We don't want to have to do this and like have actual like a bunch of listeners or anything. No. But we do want to like be on your podcast and give you ideas. We think that would be fun. That would be sick. I think yeah. come on our podcast. Do not advertise it at all. We will also <laughs> not advertise it. And the three people that listen yeah. will be blown away. It will not go viral. We'll have a great time. <laughs> we could be those three nerds that are on SNL now. You know, oh. the ones that have their own skit and everything. Uh, they're like the new Lonely Island guys. That's oh. us. We're like wow. the new Lonely Island, but for NASCAR. What a treat. Pitbull, get us on tour. Pitbull, put, bring me on stage, big <laughs> daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. Um, That brings us to the end of Rapid Fire. (laughs) And brings us right into New Guy Reads the Standings. Well, well, well. If it isn't time for me to say some names and numbers, let's get into it. Coming in at number one, it's Christopher Bell with 331 points. Followed by Ross Chastain, 12 points behind him. Then Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch in fifth. Tyler Reddick, Martin Truex Jr., then Ryan Blaney in eighth, 55 points behind the leader, followed by Alex Bowman, Denny Hamlin in 10th, Joey Logano in 11th, just sliding into that heart pick. Mm. Uh, then in 12th, we've got Brad Keselowski, pretty Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 84 points behind the leader, followed by William Byron, Chase Briscoe, and rounding out the top 16, Chris Buescher. We're getting uh, real close to halfway through the season here. Three more weeks and we'll be halfway through. Um, really like seeing both RFK cars in there, Chris Buescher and Brad Keselowski. What a rebound for that team. Yeah, I thought they were down and out, honestly. like I know they got the new blood Brad just last year, but I there was nothing, no indicator to know that they would be rebounding this well. That's really cool to see. Um, really like seeing all of the winners in uh, the top 16 in points. I'm going to keep saying that until that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel mm-hmm. Suarez just outside. Ty Gibbs, uh, 20th outside. Bubble Loss, 21st outside. Guys that I think will compete for wins, potentially get a win. Um, so that may not be true for forever. So. Four DNFs. That's rough. Oh, it is rough. But also, you know who else has four DNFs? Is the guy who's in fourth place, Kyle Larson. So That's true. You know, yeah, well, Larson there. kept getting taken out by... Uh, uh, Suarez, and then now he just always hits Priest. Oh, we didn't talk about that. There was a big that big hit. Priest nails oh, yeah. boy, Larson's oh door. I was worried about Larson after that one. I was so I, glad I, he was on. Yeah, it. I mean, I was a little worried about Priest too. He, uh, did you see the in car of Priest? No. He his head goes forward and he hits his visor on the steering wheel. Whoa! 
and it what? like p- picked his visor up. It, it's one of the more violent in cars that I've seen. He's fine. He's totally his, fine. Or but his like, straps. That's crazy. Yeah, I some someone needs to go back and like look at how that happened. They ended up taking. They took Larson's car immediately because the inside of that car, the roll cage or the 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 uh, cage, I guess on the inside of the, the passenger side door was bent up in, in such a way you could see it through the window bent up. Um, some people speculating, you know, they get to kind of put these together. You wonder if the welds were, little, you know, a little bit not done as well because it's a little bit lighter if you don't weld it as hard, you know, those kind of things. Um, I'd hate for NASCAR to have to start checking welds, but um, it's as a scary thing, man. Don't do it. Don't Don't yeah. sacrifice driver safety for a little bit extra speed. I'm sure Kyle Larson wouldn't wouldn't want that. So, um, uh, the driver's side, though, just for those that didn't know or don't know or haven't ever seen this, has like six times as many bars and has a giant metal cage all the way around that left side there. So you are much better protected on the driver's side. That other side is pretty far away from you. But NASCAR is going to take both cars back. Going to look at them. Going to probably make some improvements. Maybe add a bar or two, and uh, and and you know, safen these cars up. So. Very nice. Um, cool. Well, cool. I think that's about it. Why don't you get us out of here? I'm getting us out of here. You Thank shut you. it. Thank um, you. As I shut the door on yet another big one podcast, after a week of a lot of big ones, we're ready for a nice week of racing at Dover um, and and Baku. Uh, uh, shouldn't Baku. be so nice there, but it's going to be exciting. Um, follow us at Podcast Big One on Twitter. We like to tweet things during the race weekend. We also like to complain about NASCAR a lot. So come complain mm. with us. Tell us uh, where we're being dumb. And uh, send us emails at podcastbigone at gmail.com if you have ideas for the show. You want to be on it? I don't know. Whatever you got. Yeah, come on the show. Us. Come on the show. We need guests. Yeah. Spice it up a little. Spice it up like a suckling pig. Uh, Baby G will be back with us next week, I think. Ooh. The suckling so, pig in the flesh. Can't yes, wait. yes, bringing it back, bringing it back. But I've been B-Boy, and this has been New Guy. Thank you. Bye-bye.